Hey everyone, I'm Laura Adams, and this is the Money Girl Podcast, where my mission is to give you the knowledge, resources, and motivation to manage your money the best way possible and create a richer life. I'm very, very glad you're joining me, and I want to welcome you to the Money Girl community if you're new to the show. I've received several questions about using retirement accounts right now and and what changes have been implemented due to coronavirus. So this week, that's what we're going to focus on. We're going to talk about IRAs. Since the pandemic has caused so much economic uncertainty this year, It is the perfect time to really get serious about funding your retirement. There are a variety of accounts that you can use, but an IRA or individual retirement account is one of my favorites because it's just one of the best options. It's available to the most number of people out there, no matter what your situation is. I'm a big fan of using retirement accounts because they come with tax advantages that make your money go further. And the downside is that you have to follow some rules to qualify for those benefits, which can seem a bit confusing at first. So if you're someone who has been shying away from using an IRA because you're not really sure about the rules, this podcast will cover everything that you need to know, including what's new in 2020 related to the coronavirus. I'm going to review 15 IRA rules so You can use an IRA confidently, no matter what's going on in your life, no matter if you're employed, self-employed, or even unemployed. So let's jump in. We're going to start with number one, you must have earned income to contribute to an IRA. That's just a fundamental rule. This is the only qualification for using an IRA in a given year. You've just got to have some amount of earned income. It can be any kind of taxable compensation like salary, wages, tips, bonuses, commission, or self-employment income. So here are the rules for 2020. You can contribute an amount equal to your taxable compensation up to $6,000 or up to $7,000 if you're age 50 or older. So most people should be able to qualify. All right, number two, your contributions to a traditional IRA are tax deductible. In general, you do not pay tax on contributions you make to a traditional IRA until you withdraw them at some time in the future. Both your contributions and your earnings in the account grow tax deferred until you take distributions in retirement. This year, there's a new act called the SECURE Act, which changed the age when you must begin taking required minimum distributions, which are called RMDs. It changed that age from 70 and a half to 72. RMDs basically dictate a schedule for when you have to withdraw money from a retirement account and eventually pay tax on those amounts. And another significant change this year is that you can make contributions to a traditional IRA for as long as you have earned income. Previously, you could not contribute past age 70 and a half. Now you've got more time to grow your nest egg if you're still working and you have that earned income that we just talked about. If you've got that into your 70s, you can still contribute to a traditional IRA. Number three. Your contributions to a Roth IRA are not tax deductible. Tax on a Roth IRA works the opposite of a traditional IRA because you must pay tax upfront on your Roth contributions. However, 
your contributions and the account earnings in the account are completely tax-free when you make withdrawals in retirement. This is a really valuable benefit because it can save you a massive amount of taxes. Just like with a traditional IRA, you can make contributions at any age as long as you've got earned income, but there are no required distributions. You can actually keep money in a Roth IRA for as long as you like. Number four, you can't contribute to a Roth IRA if your income exceeds a limit. Since the benefits of a Roth IRA are so good, those with high incomes get excluded. Your allowable contributions get reduced or even eliminated if your income reaches certain limits. So let me take you through what those limits are. For single taxpayers, you qualify for a reduced contribution, so lower than that $6,000 limit that I mentioned or the $7,000 limit if you're over age 50. You can contribute less than that when your modified adjusted gross income, which is known as MAGI, if that amount is between $124,000 and $139,000 per year. Now, when your income is over that amount, you cannot make a Roth IRA contribution. So again, if you're a single taxpayer and you have income that is $139,000 or more, you get locked out. And if you file jointly, if you're married and file taxes with a spouse, you qualify for a reduced contribution when your MAGI is between $196,000 and $206,000 per year. And you cannot contribute when your household income is $206,000 or higher. Again, these are the limits for 2020. They may change going forward in future years. Number five, your Roth IRA can sit idle. So if you contributed to a Roth IRA in the past, but now you make too much money to qualify for one, don't worry. You just get to keep your account as is. You can manage it and you can allow it to grow. You just can't make any new contributions to that Roth IRA. And in the future, if your income falls below the Roth IRA cutoff amount, you can begin again to make contributions to that same account. Number six, minors can also have an IRA. As I mentioned, all you need to qualify for an IRA is some amount of earned income. That means a minor can start saving for retirement as soon as they get their first job, like a part-time weekend gig or a full-time summer job. A young person can contribute as much as they earn up to the maximum limit of $6,000 for 2020. Number seven, Spouses with no earned income can still have an IRA. There's one exception to that earned income rule that I've been mentioning, and that is a non-working spouse qualifies for an IRA. This benefit helps an unemployed or a stay-at-home spouse save for retirement. So if you're married and you have a working spouse, both of you can max out an IRA. For instance, let's say you're both under age 50 and you have household earnings of at least $12,000. Both spouses can contribute up to $6,000 in each of their IRAs. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's gotta be a CFP. 
Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org. Hey there, I want to tell you about one of my favorite podcasts, Freakonomics Radio. Every week, host and best-selling author Stephen Dubner dives into the hidden side of business, economics, and so much more. He interviews CEOs, historians, and Nobel laureates to explore all kinds of topics, like why the best employees can make the worst bosses, and how whales went from being economic engines to environmental icons. If you're a curious person looking to better understand the world around you, you'll find everything you're looking for on Freakonomics Radio. Listen wherever you get your podcasts. Number eight, you cannot own an IRA jointly. A retirement account can only be owned by an individual, by one person, even if you're married. There's no such thing as a jointly owned IRA. You can pay taxes jointly, but you cannot own an IRA jointly. It's got to be in your name as an individual. Number nine, you can't fund someone else's IRA. Each retirement account owner must qualify to make contributions based on their income. However, a minor's parents can make contributions on their behalf up to the allowable limits as long as that minor has enough earned income that they're earning on their own. Number 10, you can withdraw Roth IRA contributions penalty-free. In general, distributions from a retirement account before you reach age 59 and a half are subject to taxes and an additional 10% penalty. However, since you pay tax up front on Roth IRA contributions, you can always withdraw the contribution portion of your account at any time, tax and penalty free. But where it gets complicated is if you withdraw earnings from a Roth IRA because those earnings have not been subject to tax. So when you take those out before age 59 and a half and before you've owned the account for five years, they would be subject to tax and the 10% early withdrawal penalty. Now, there are some exceptions. You may qualify to avoid tax and a penalty if you use the money that you withdraw for certain things. For instance, a first-time home purchase up to a $10,000 lifetime maximum, or if you use that money for education expenses, or a birth, or an adoption, or unreimbursed medical expenses, or even health insurance premiums if you're unemployed. And also, there's something called substantially equal periodic payments. If you've set that up, distributions of earnings would not be subject to tax. So it gets a little complicated, but you can see that there are exceptions to the rules. So you want to make sure that whenever you're taking money out of a Roth IRA, that if you're taking out earnings, that you do qualify for one of these exceptions. Number 11, you don't have to make an IRA contribution. It's up to you whether you want to contribute to an IRA in any given year or not. If you don't make contributions, your account stays open indefinitely. Number 12, you can contribute to more than one type of IRA. You can open up and contribute to as many traditional and Roth IRAs as you like. However, your total contributions to all of them 
can't exceed your allowable limit, which for most people is going to be $6,000 if you're under age 50 or $7,000 if you're over age 50. For example, you could contribute $1,000 to a Roth IRA and $5,000 to a traditional IRA or $3,000 to each one per year if you're under age 50. So you can split it up among accounts, but you can't go over your annual limit. Number 13, you can contribute to an IRA and a retirement account at work. You can max out a retirement plan at work like a 401k and max out an IRA in the same year. However, when you or a spouse have a workplace account, your tax deduction for a traditional IRA could be reduced or eliminated depending on your income. So when you are a high earner, you may not be able to deduct all of those contributions that you make to a traditional IRA when you're also contributing to a workplace retirement account. Number 14, your IRA investment losses are not tax deductible. If you invest through a taxable brokerage account, your investment losses can be used to offset investment gains each year. However, that's not how it works for retirement accounts. So you cannot deduct losses in retirement accounts. And our last rule, number 15, you have additional time to make IRA contributions. You have until April 15 following the tax year to make contributions to a traditional or a Roth IRA. For example, if you want to fund your IRA for 2020, you've got until April 15, 2021 to complete that contribution. All right, now let's talk about some of the new rules in 2020 related to coronavirus. I mentioned a couple of them, but there's also the Coronavirus Aid, Relief, and Economic Security Act called the CARES Act. This became law at the end of March 2020, and it expands how you can use certain types of retirement accounts through the end of the year, so just through the end of 2020. From January 1 to December 30th, 2020, you can take out an aggregate limit of $100,000 from any retirement plan or IRA that you've got if you have a coronavirus-related financial hardship. According to the IRS, the early withdrawal penalty does not apply to any coronavirus-related distribution. However, you must pay tax on any withdrawals that were not previously taxed, and you can pay it all at once in 2020 or even spread it out over three years from 2020 to 2022. I hope that helps you understand some of the kind of fundamental aspects of how an IRA works and some of the changes that have happened this year. If you have a money question or even a dilemma, a great way to keep the money conversation going with a really terrific community of people is to join my private Facebook group. It's called Dominate Your Dollars. I would love you to request an invitation. You can do that by visiting Dominate Your Dollars on Facebook or you can send me a text message right now for immediate access. Just text the word dollars, D-O-L-L-A-R-S, to the number 33444. I hope to see you in the group. You can also visit lauradadams.com to email me your money question or comment. You can even record a voice message that I may be able to use in the show. Call 302 Three six four zero three zero eight to leave your message. 
Money Girl is produced by the audio wizard Steve Rickyberg with editorial support from Karen Hertzberg. If you've been enjoying the podcast, please take a moment to rate and review it on Apple Podcasts. It's an easy, free way to give back, show your support, and help new listeners find us. You might also like the backlist episodes and the show notes that are always available at quickanddirtytips.com. That's all for now. I'll talk to you next week. Until then, here's to living a richer life.